Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Hello, welcome to the Wrestling with Fatherhood podcast. I'm your host, Matt Woodrum, and I want to thank you for joining us today. This is a podcast for men, about men, to help support, encourage, and just help men be the best dad that they can possibly be. Please feel free to go over to our Facebook page uh, by typing in Wrestling with Fatherhood at the search bar, and uh, you'll be able to check out and see what we're doing there. Also, please, if you get a chance and you're listening to this through iTunes, please take a second, review us, uh, and give us a review. Uh, an honest review is always uh, awesome. Uh, obviously, we would love to have five stars, but do us a favor, go over, review us, and uh, share, the, share this podcast with your friends. Uh, today, I want to welcome my guest, Jason. Welcome, Jason. Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, not a problem. So, Jason, tell me a little bit about yourself and your family. Yeah, so I'm I'm uh, married uh, for 13 years. As of last week, we had our, just had our anniversary. I married my high school sweetheart. Um, been dating. Uh, we started dating our sophomore year, and uh, so uh, now we've got uh, two children. I got a little boy, uh, eight and a half years old, and got a five and five and a half year old girl, and so trying to navigate through this uh, husband-slash-father world that we live in. So, <laughs> I, I can definitely understand that, having two kids of my own. I, it's exciting, though. Definitely. Absolutely love it. Uh, so, Jason, give me a little bit, about, a little bit of your background when it comes to uh, your own relationship with your own dad. Yeah, so... Um, me and my dad are, are actually probably closer now than, than we even were, um, you know, growing up. Um, I come from a, uh, loving home. I, I didn't have, um, you know, a, a lot of the adversity that uh, some people might, uh, be hit with early on. I do come from a, um, a broken home and we, parents, uh, divorced when I was 17 years old. Um, so, you know, the relationship that, I had with my dad before that, um, you know, was it was a bit scattered. I mean, we we always, you know, we got along. We had our disagreements, um, but we never really cultivated a close relationship until probably after that divorce took place. And then after that, um, you know, we started talking more. We started getting a little more in depth about, um, you know, what's going on in our, you know, in our personal lives and and um, and so that, I really think, is what helped us grow that relationship. But, you know, growing up, you know, Dad, you know, he'd take me fishing. We'd work, you know, sports was a big part of my life, you know, throwing the ball, um, you know, doing things like that. And and um, so that's, you know, that's the the relationship that I had with my father and that I have now. And um, And we continue to talk today. When we get on the phone and we don't live extremely close, so when we get on the phone or or when we're hanging out, we um, uh, we have pretty good and lengthy discussions now, and and that's something I take pride in, and something that I'm I'm happy um, happy to have in my life. So, man, that's awesome. It, it, it's inter 
through big events, there's a blessing that comes through it. Definitely. Definitely. And I was an angry teenager after that divorce for a while. And, and um, you know, I, a lot of, you know, that anger and that um, animosity came out in, in negative ways, but also in very positive ways in that relationship. And, you know, and that big event also is what led me into the military and allowed me to, you know, to grow up a little bit and, and uh, be more responsible and, and learn about uh, respect and, and relationships and um, you know so it, so good things come from bad events and you're exactly right it's weird that it works that way but um, it's part of a bigger plan that sometimes we don't um, we don't understand and at the time I would have told you this is you know misery and this is miserable and this is ridiculous and this and that but in the end it worked out man I'm glad to hear that and, and I'm glad to hear that's awesome to hear that the relationship with your dad uh, has almost healed and has definitely grown uh, because of this. And, and I'm sure it's grown as, as you got married and, and had kids of your own, understanding you know that fatherhood dynamic. Definitely. So how's that relationship with your dad? How has that affected your own relationship with your own children? Well, it it definitely has taught me to to get more involved and more in depth at a at a younger age. You know, I don't want a a large negative event to um, for for me to rely on that and hope for that to happen um, would be foolish. You know, as as a father, so you know, I I try to talk to them about the serious things. You know, being eight and five years old, uh, they don't understand and they're not interested in talking about you know, life events. They want to talk about what's going on in the here and the now. And so I've tried to be, you know, that for them, but also uh, more future focused and, and, and teaching them early, early on about, you know, the, the good things in life to look forward to and the important things, the, you know, relationships and, and um, you know, what, what you're doing for others you know, and not uh, about, you know, just making money and, and uh, paying bills and doing all the things that they're going to learn about on their own. Um, I'm trying to get them more focused on the important things in life and make sure that their, you know, that their spirits and their souls are, you know, are, are positive going into their teenage years because, uh, you know, like most of us, you know, those are the years where we're going to think we know it all and, start to move in a certain direction in life and I've wanted to be at a direction that they can be proud of once they become adults in their, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s and beyond. So so I'm trying to be future focused with them, um, you know, trying to teach them the important aspects of life but still, you know, satisfy that here and now aspect and uh, and not obviously get too future focused but um, but still be able to uh, to hopefully work on both levels. So that's what I'm trying to do, maybe a little bit different, um, you know, than, than maybe what I had, but uh, that's just something that um, we'll have to see how that works out. Man, that's awesome. I love hearing how involved you are with your family and how much, uh, how much love and, and value you're showing to your kids, and I think that's absolutely remarkable. It's something that we don't have today, uh, anywhere close to us as much as 
what we need to have. Yeah. So, and and I know that you're you're still, you know, on that journey with your dad and, and different things, and, and you came from a broken home. Um, but what lessons did your dad teach you about parenting? Well, uh, being present. Um, that parenting is, you know, hard work. I, I could tell, you know, even growing up, even at a young age, that it's stressful to be a parent, but that you got to hold the line. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't be as, you know, impulsive and, and you can't overreact, or overreact as much as you would like to as a parent uh, when you see things, um, you know, they're at, that are out of line or, or your child messes up. And I, I saw the some of the, you know, times where my dad had the most restraint were the times where I thought he was going to blow up the heaviest. You know, when I was in the most trouble, um, you know, he would still have the disappointment, you know, that I'm not mad at you, I'm just disappointed. You know, typical things that, you know, sometimes parents pull on you, but, but that's one of the bigger things that I've tried to instill in, in uh, my children or, or, uh, in myself as I'm raising children is that, you know, the overreaction um, can definitely leave long-lasting um, impressions. And the underreaction can also get a great response uh, when you're able to show love instead of anger in a situation where it might call for the opposite. So I, w- I would say that would be one of the biggest things growing up that, um, you know, that I, I take away and try to implement uh, from something that I've learned. Man, that's awesome. It seems like, and it sounds like you've really learned how to value your your time with your dad now, and you've gotten a lot of good parenting advice and parenting lessons uh, from this man that even though you, you know, you come from a broken home, there wasn't a broken relationship, and, and that is fantastic. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah, and I love that. So, um, and watching your parents' relationship and, and and coming from a broken home, how did that mold your own relationship with your wife? Well, in in good and bad ways, you you pick up on you know habits, and and you're you're kind of genetically prone to you know make some of the same mistakes maybe that your parents um, made, and and. One of the things that I'm not very good at, but that I've recognized and tried to improve on, is you know being affectionate with your spouse and and being a good husband in the presence of your children, and not just for show, but to show uh, them how things are supposed to be, and that you know the love of two parents is the entire reason why we have children in the first place, or the reason we're supposed to anyway. So, you know, it's it's a situation where I've tried to take some of the, I wouldn't say negative things, but some of the absent things that I didn't see growing up between my parents and implement that into my marriage. And I can tell you what, that's one of my biggest struggles is making sure I'm balancing being a good husband with being a good father and, um, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, that I'm doing what's right by, uh, by both parties and not to, you know, lean you know one side or the other you gotta you, you definitely have to play a juggling act there but um but definitely showing that affection being affectionate um 
is something that you know growing up we didn't we didn't show affection you know in my family very much especially after the age of you know maybe seven eight years old um, and showing appreciation for one another um, that's a huge one and you know there's you know times where we're as siblings or as children we're at each other's throats with our parents or you know with others and um, and not you know breeding that kind of lifestyle um, in my own you know household is something that um, that I'm trying to do as well and once again that's difficult that's not um, that's not an easy task and it's not one that that you would come to my household and um, and see perfection at all but it's one that when you recognize those things growing up and you try to make changes as a father or as a as a husband um, if you truly implement some things to, to make those changes, um, you can definitely um, see that mold of your relationship maybe be a little different than your parents. And um, so that, that's kind of where I stand with with that. And um, trying to play that uh, that balancing act can definitely be challenging. Definitely hear you there. I love this idea that you, you talked about a little bit about leading by example. And having and, and having two kids, uh, a five-year-old, a five and a nine-year-old, and, and I think you said you had a, a boy and a girl. Is that right? Yeah, eight and five. Yeah, really close to the same ages. Five. Yep. And, and I love this idea of leading by example. So not only does your son see how you're supposed to treat a woman, and see how you're supposed to respect a woman, but your daughter also looking at your example is going to learn about exactly how a man should treat a woman, how a man should look at a woman, how the the her value doesn't come from the clothes that she's wearing, but rather it comes from uh it comes from the heart. It comes from a level of respect. And I I absolutely love that. So I, I definitely gotta say, man, respect to you for that. Well thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, so what is the most important thing that you've learned about being a spouse? Oh, man, you learn a lot when you get married. Um, I think mutual respect for one another and, and just keeping the mindset that, you know, you although you've combined worlds, you've really got two different worlds that have to find a, a respectful mesh. And, you know, being able to have that give and take and that compromise um, and work together. I mean, teamwork is something that I value uh, very heavily as, as a kid. I, I just, I was so ingrained in sports that I missed out on other opportunities in fact, but the teamwork and the hard work and the aspect that I pulled from, uh, from different sports and from coaches um, and from teammates and friends um, those aspects I I just absolutely love in the real world. So if me and you know me and my spouse are um, working on something together or teaming up, you know, on anything, where at the end we can high five and we got it done, that's something that just makes me go. And so that that's definitely something about marriage that um, was talked about when we were at the pulpit saying our vows. Um, you know the 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 teamwork and the um, that aspect of our marriage has to be present where we're working together in all facts, all, all facets and all factors. So, 
Um, so that would be the one of the biggest things that I've learned as a spouse is if we're not working together, it's not going to work. Um, and there have been many disagreements in, uh, in 13 years that I've been married that, um, you know, that neither one of us were willing to give in. But in the end, you know, we're under the same house and we're in the same bed and, and the next day is going to, the sun's going to rise and we're going to have to figure it out. So um, having that compromise there and, and present and be willing to say when you're wrong and apologize and, and work as a team as many times as you can. Those are those are the things that I've learned that um, that make life a little bit easier. So one of the things I hear about you saying is that you have to be very intentional about your marriage. You have to make sure you place it as a, place it as a priority. Oh, definitely. Is, is that definitely uh, what you're saying? Yes, definitely. If if work is coming in the way, or if 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 hobbies are are in the way, or even if you're focused 100% on the children, which is is a great focus, but if you're focused on that, um, then you're not cultivating the marriage, uh, because as people get older, uh, goals change, people change, interests change. You have to evolve with that person. Um, if you start evolving apart, or if your interests are such that that you can't even enjoy that the other person you know, like I love fishing. My wife hates fishing. So if she was dead set on never seeing me fish again, obviously we, you know, we would have a problem there. And so, you know, she enjoys seeing me go out and fish. And I got to do that this last weekend. And as soon as I got back to her, after she had been with the kids all morning, I told her, I said, my cup's full. I'm good. I, I got my hobby out of the way for a few hours. I got to take a few deep breaths, catch a few fish and do whatever I wanted for the morning time on the river. And, um, and and that was, you know, important for me to get to go do that. But more importantly, it was important for me to come back and her be supportive of it and be willing to say, you know what, I'm, I'm glad you got to go do that. That's fantastic, you know, because there's so many other things, you know, negative hobbies we could be um, surrounding ourselves with. So, so being able to evolve with that person, you know, being able to notice what they need in life that may have nothing to do with kids or marriage or may and, uh, and, and being able to roll with it and talk about it and work, work with it. Love this idea. It's a balancing act and spending quality time, but also allowing you and your partner, you and your spouse to, to have that time uh, of taking some deep breaths and relaxing. Love Definitely. Definitely, definitely something I agree with. So, what is the most important thing? And this is kind of a loaded question. What is the most important thing that you've learned about being a parent? Oh, well, I, you know, eight years has gone by so fast. I, I still consider myself a new parent, and we're inching up on a decade here. So, you know, there are so many. It is a loaded question. There are so many things that go into that, but. Um, Raising them in a way where they've got character and integrity. Um, we we go to church. We we love Jesus. We're you know we are Christians, and so making sure that they know, you know what we're looking for, um, and what Christ is looking for in terms of qualities of your life. You know what's important. Um, there are so many factors in there, but making sure that 
you know that they're raised in a way where they have their own opinion they can you know, they can formulate those uh, but that they're still dealing with you know reality and they're still working with um, you know with all the factors and all the characteristics uh, talents that they were born with and um, so you know it, it it's just something that I, I love when my kids find something that they love to do and this day and age a lot of times that is um, inching into technology like you know Pokemon Go and you know I want to I want to watch this show or I have I want to play a game on this you know device or whatever and so I'm I'm trying to pull them out of that world and and keep them in reality you know by you know obviously taking them fishing or doing doing things that have nothing to do with technology so um, you know being a parent for me it's about not overreacting I have always felt like it's mom's job um, you know to to make sure that the children survive their childhood and it's my job to you know make sure that they experience their childhood and so uh, so you know that's kind of my um, my opinion on that but I have learned so much as a parent and I think I'm a lot more patient now than I ever was prior I'm still not a patient person but I was the most impatient person beforehand and so um, learning that it this world is no longer about me 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 uh, and it never was but you know growing up you think it is and then uh, then you have kids and it's about the lives around me now so so I'd say that's the that's the um, the bulk of what I've learned as a parent but it, it's pretty much endless <laughs> I definitely understand can definitely I love this idea of patience and learning patience and learning how to control yourself and your your temper when you're, you're dealing with your children because as they're going along in life they are definitely still learning they don't know what you know they don't know where that road leads and yeah, that's definitely something that we're all trying to figure out together I yeah. also really love and and you've hit on this a couple of times this idea of placing and making sure your children find value in the things that are around them and going out and doing things and, and making sure they have a chance to experience life. Right. And in experiencing life, they're going to see that their value doesn't come from a, a computer screen. And they're going to find out that their value doesn't come from, you know, what's hot and what's hip, what's, what's you know, what the thing is, whatever the thing is that's in right now. I love that, that they can find their value in something bigger and better than themselves. Uh, and you mentioned in there that you uh, you guys are, are Christians and, and trying to uh, raise your children not based on what the earthly standards are, but what you would feel like Jesus is calling your family to be. And that is an absolutely fantastic way uh, to live and to, to, to raise your children. Yeah, definitely. And and a, a lot of the people we've surrounded ourselves with, you know, it, it, as friends and and acquaintances and and members of, you know, our church and everything, they that's the other thing is, you know, s surrounding yourself with people that are a support structure, um, you know, for your family because they see those examples as well and the dynamics of other families and and um so so yeah, definitely as a parent 
learned a lot, and um, I, every every day I, I learn something new as a dad. So, man, I, I definitely can understand that, and how you're you're constantly learning. The second you think you know everything, your your kids are always really good about throwing you a curveball and going, "Oh wow." You know, this is something that I need to think about, or this is something I need to be thankful for, and, and different things like that. So that that is that is awesome, and I uh, I appreciate you sharing those thoughts with us. Yeah, definitely. So, and, and you touched on this a little bit, but what do you see as your purpose when it comes to your family, and why? My specific purpose. Yes. So. I mean, I, I view myself as, you know, the kind of the, the protector of the family. You know, I obviously, um, you know, anything that happens to, you know, my family, I take responsibility for, even if it's something I had no control over. But, uh, you know, the protector of the family, definitely provider, you know, not just um, physically, you know, providing food and things, but but also, you know, emotionally and spiritually making sure, you know that the that the entire family group um is provided for and that everybody has time you know with everybody and so that's definitely uh what i find my purpose to be a lot of times i feel like i end up being just peacemaker you know when you you got two little kids that are fighting or <laughs> or you've got a, a a wife that's you know um had it with the kids or 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 you know maybe a wife that's had it with me you know in terms of uh, us not getting along about a certain topic or something. So peacemaker a lot of times is what it ends up being. But um, but no, you know, protector of the family and, and uh, you know, making sure everyone's okay um, emotionally and physically, that's, um, that's how I kind of see my role right now. As the kids get a little bit older and a little more independent, I'm sure that'll, that'll evolve. But, um, but right now that's that's where I'm finding my purpose and um recently I got to take uh my son on a little road trip um so we went up to Minnesota uh we did do some fishing um but we also <laughs> on the way back home um we stopped at the Field of Dreams where they had the the movie was made back in the 90s with Kevin Cosner and um we stopped there and just threw the baseball and this was just me and him and this was a nine-hour road trip up, nine-hour road trip home. Uh, we talked. We had fun. Uh, we, we laughed. Uh, you know, we did all the things that we wanted to do on that trip, and we didn't have to worry about anybody else. And you know, my purpose on that trip and my purpose as a parent for that weekend was to just spend time, which is our most valuable asset, commodity, whatever you want to call it, uh, just spend time with my son. And... So now I'm looking forward to planning something, you know, with my daughter, and then I get to go on a short trip next year with my wife, just her and I, and, and uh, you know, so I'm finding my purpose to uh, definitely be that person that gives them that time and make sure I get to know them. I don't want them to be 18, 20 years old and me not know who they are, um, which I think happens a lot this day and age. So um, just making sure I'm investing in their lives and, protecting their future so that is awesome and that, that is what it's all about again that the idea of that your children's value doesn't come from what this world tells them it is right that as your as their dad 
you show them that their value, one, comes through Jesus. The second thing that comes through, uh, you know, is relationships and and people who love you for who you are. That's right. And I love that, that concept and the time that you're spending and devoting and investing into your kids to make sure that they understand the difference. Yep. That's exactly right. So, And, and here's another big question. Uh, what are you most proud of when it comes to parenthood? What is it that when you talk about it just makes you smile. What is it? What is your mo- the the proudest moment of parenthood for you? Oh, I the I mean, just being a parent is is obviously um, you know something that I I would assume most people are extremely proud of, and it's not hard to you know to become a dad, but it's hard to raise a child, and so um, I I think we're on the road to doing this the right way. I'm proud of that. Uh, not proud of mistakes, but trying to learn from them is definitely something I'm proud of. Recognizing where we've maybe messed up, and then you know trying to flip that 180 degrees into a positive and and learn from those mistakes. And um, you know, so th- that's what I'm proud of is I I think we're trying to do it uh, the right way because we're not going to be perfect. Um, they are going to have. Um, you know, broken hearts and, and, and broken legs and uh, and things like that along the way. So um, putting out our best effort is definitely something I'm I'm proud of because I, I know that this world doesn't um, doesn't provide um, you know perfection for us and it's it's a situation where we've got to work for it and we've got to stay in the we've got to stay in the uh, right frame of mind. Um, but I'm I'm very proud to be a father. One of the biggest things I'm more than anything proud of is that um, me and my wife are working together on the issue, but we're also raising two very individual children. I mean, we've got a I've got an eight-year-old. He's sensitive and he 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 can feel it when other people are sad or mad or whatever. And then I've got a five-year-old that is bouncing off the walls and she's tough as nails and she does not care, you know, about, you you know, the, the small stuff, you know, she's, um, she's all about the here and now at at this point. And I would imagine a lot of families are like that, but, um, you know, very proud to be raising two very individual and healthy kids. Um, you know, we don't have, we haven't had to battle, you know, major child illnesses and and you know other things that families you know go through we've got we've got two uh healthy children and and uh, trying to do it the right way is something that I take a lot of pride in and uh learning from our mistakes so i would say that's what i'm most proud of man that that is that is awesome and and i love this uh, this balance that, that that you talk about and and how it, it's obvious how much you absolutely love your kids and that is well, something you. I think in today's world that we we we've completely missed as men is showing our children how much we value them how much we love them and how much res- we respect them and how much we just we want to hold them close definitely and it's obvious from uh, what you've said uh, how much you you love your kids and that that is fantastic I love it. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's that's definitely the truth, and that's 
not just something we're wanting to show for Facebook with pictures and things like that. That's something we're, you know, we're, we're trying to do um, from within. So I, I appreciate you, you saying that. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I love seeing men who are passionate about their kids more than their hobbies. And, and, and I can tell uh, yeah, you're definitely one of those. Just well, in the short time that we've talked. Um, so what is one thing that you want people to remember when they think of your family? Ooh, um, that they're happy. You know, there's so much, you know, negativity and sadness in the world. And if, if someone were to be around us for a little while and were to be inspired or, or maybe it made them happy to be around us, um, you know, that would be something I'd be proud of um, because there's times where we're, coming out of a restaurant and, and uh, you know, we're madder than hornets because the kids didn't, you know, <laughs> didn't eat or, or maybe didn't, you know, behave themselves or whatever. Um, but for the most part, you know, we're, we're happy. And, um, and that's all, you know, that, that a lot of times that's all that matters is um, can you deal with it? Are you, are you satisfied? Are you happy? And, um, and you can be, you know, you don't, we, we we don't have a you know a lot of money you don't need fancy cars you don't need um things to be happy you can fill your life up with things and be the saddest person in the world but are you just satisfied with you know with what's going on and um not only are you happy now but do you have some direction do you know where you want to be where you want to go and and so i i would say that would be something i would want people to um, either recognize or, or to feel if they're around us, and, and hopefully some of that, you know, spills over from us into um, into other people's lives, and, and hopefully we can spread some some joy and some happiness. So, man, that is awesome. Leading by example, awesome, love it. So, going right along with that, what are your future goals when it comes to the direction of your spouse and your children? Where do you hope to be in, in a year, five years, and ten years? What are your future goals? Well, I mean, right now, they're, we're starting third grade and kindergarten this year, uh, you know, so making sure they're getting the basics and that they're understanding, you know, how to how to respect teachers how to make friends, how to cultivate relationships, how to recognize when other people are struggling and how to help them. Um, you know, not just how to sit by on the sidelines and watch, but um, but I, I would hope, you know, that we get, are getting to a point where we can start doing those types of things. You know, the, the teachers are going to be doing fantastic work in the classrooms with, um, you know, algebra and, and art and music and all the things that I can't do. So I've got to focus on other things that I can do and other things that I can help with when they bring it home. But but right now, in the next, you know, recent or in the next uh, few years, you know, we're going to be focused on spending time and making sure we're building a strong foundation for um, for them later down the road and setting an example that, you know, hopefully if they are parents down the road, uh, that they want to do the same things and have the same traditions or um, have the same uh, vacations or whatever they want to do with their family that they were able to see that it's it's a positive thing and that it can be done because um, you know 
you can fly anywhere, you can go on a road trip anywhere, but if you're miserable the entire time with your family, then there's something wrong at the ground level. So, so that's what I'm hoping to do is build traditions, you know, build a love and a support structure that that they can lean on and and um, and, and hopefully recognize what needs to be done for when they become parents. That is awesome. Learning again by that the idea of experience, and then showing them, giving them different experiences that are a once in a lifetime opportunity. Show them how they should be treating their own kids in, in you know a couple of decades. <laughs> Definitely, um, it, yeah. It, it's it's all a matter of time because this time we always talk about how this time goes so fast, and they're only little for a little while. We'll do incredible things with them then. Go, like, I'm not kidding. When we went on this road trip to Minnesota, I told my wife three days before we left, because that's the day it popped into my head. I was like, you know what? I got some vacation time. What if I take Thursday, Friday off? We go on this road trip. And, of course, she rolled her eyes at first because she's like, it's a nine-hour road trip. It's going to be miserable. And I'm thinking, it's a nine-hour road trip. It's going to be great. And so... You know, so it was a situation where it was impulsive and, and um, you know, and it, it wasn't expensive. I mean, gas prices are good right now, so we got up there. We stayed pretty cheap, and it was just a situation where it was all about spending that time, um, you know, with my little guy before he goes into third grade and have him do a couple things he's never done with, you know, fishing. And we did get a, a wave runner or a sea-doo or whatever it was called, and, and uh, cruise that around a little bit too. So, so yeah, definitely, uh, you know, finding a, a niche where everyone is is acknowledged and happy and and um, and can get that personal time with mom and dad. Awesome, awesome, absolutely love it. I love those uh, love those goals. Uh, so, uh, wrapping up here, what additional parenting or marriage advice would you have for anyone who's listening? Oh, advice, huh? So I'm not a, I, I'm not an expert in either field. I, I don't feel like, but um, make sure that you're working with, um, you know, with your spouse on um, just about anything. Make sure that, you know, that you and and your spouse are on the same team, and you've got the same general guideline rules and goals and and expectations because if the big things are off then the little things um, are, are going to be off too and, and you're just not going to be seeing eye to eye so um, not only spending time with your spouse alone maybe even without the kiddos um, because that time to recuperate and, and recharge your your batteries is very important but um, don't overreact to things there are things that, you know, I think back, you know, on, on some of the bigger arguments that, that I've had um, uh, with my spouse, and I'm thinking, you know what, that that was so, you know, minuscule. There, were, there was no, you know, there was no reason for either of us really to uh, be worked up over it, but we blew it up into something big. And, uh, you know, being able to forgive and forget, not hold grudges. That was one thing I was told as a young kid is that I was bad at holding grudges. And so that's something I've tried to let go of over the years. And I still hold some pretty good grudges every once in a while. But once I recognize it, I'm like, you know what? You got to let go of that. So 
uh, implementing that into parenthood and into um, into marriage is important. Um, and I, you know, that would be my advice, and that would be my hope for uh, for new couples or even people who have been married for a long time. So. Awesome. Once again, some valuable advice. So last question here. How can people get in contact with you if they want to learn more about you, what you're working on, uh, or how can people connect with you? Yeah, definitely. So um, we are, I say we, my best friend growing up um, and I are starting something called Legacy Shift. And so uh, my email address is jason at LegacyShift.com. Um, and what we're doing with this uh, company at the moment is we're trying to develop um, a platform for parents to go on and write to their kids. Um, you know, we, we get so ingrained with technology these days, and we're doing this and that and social media, but we're not using technology to our advantage. And so uh, what we're trying to do is develop a site where you can go on and you can basically write a book to your kid. And so from the age of zero all the way up to whatever age you want to write, um, you're able to put just about anything in this book you'd want to, pictures, quotes from when they were kids. You can write what your wish is for them. You can write it about what they're like as babies and then toddlers and kids. And, and it's just fun for kids to read and, and for adults to read that as they grow up. So... So that's what we're doing. That's an idea that my buddy had that I, I, of course, when he asked me to come on board with him, I'm like, that a million times yes, that would be fantastic. So uh, LegacyShift.com is going to launch very soon. We do have a site. It's just not open uh, at the moment. But, um, but email me. Let me know what questions you have. I'm happy to help with anything I can. I am a, a, a counselor. I work with veterans. So um, you know, it is something that I do is, is counsel people, but when it comes to parenting and, and, um, and being a good husband, these are, these are things I'm still working on too. So definitely, uh, definitely understand that. Um, so you said it's Jason at legacy com. Yes. And I'm assuming the legacy com. that's going to be your guys' website once it is, uh, up and running. Is that right? Yeah, and the site's open. Uh, you, you're just not able to create a login yet. So, and we do have a Facebook page. Um, so, it, I mean, and that's linked up um, with the uh, with the website and everything. So, we're moving towards getting that going, and we're really excited about it. Um, it's about parents, not just dads. At first, we were like, well, we're going to make this for dads, and then we're like, you know what, we're going to open this up to everybody because there's grandparents. Obviously, moms are going to want to be involved with this. We don't want to exclude moms, but uh, we were very dad-focused with wanting dads to uh, kind of tap into that, um, you know, that that sentimental and emotional side, and 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 write to the kiddos and let them know uh, let them know what's going on as they're growing up, and give it to them at their graduation or at their wedding or whatever. You know, just make it special, make it about them, and. And so that's what um, that's what we've been working on over the last year, hoping to have that up and running very soon. Wow, I love that idea. Once again, adding value to your children so that even after you're gone, regardless of when that happens, that your children can consistently be receiving value 
looking back on the, the memories and the experience that they had with your parents. I, I love that idea, and, and I will definitely uh, be checking that out, and, and I would encourage anyone else that's listening to check that out as well. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Uh, well, thank you, Jason, for uh, for being on the show. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. I, I really appreciate it, and i um, glad to share anything I've got. Awesome. All right. Thank you again. Thank you. Right. Have a good one. Yep, you too. For anyone who's listening, if you would like more information on what Wrestling with Fatherhood is all about, check out our Facebook page by searching Wrestling with Fatherhood, and be sure to be looking out for our website, which will be going live soon. Also, as Jason said, let's make sure that we take a minute, take some time each and every day, adding value to our children's lives so that they can find value in what's important and not in the things that the world tells them that they have to dress or they have to uh, do. But they can find value in the things that are legitimately good in life. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to check out iTunes. Give us a review. All these five stars is uh, great. And uh, look forward to uh, talking to you next time. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.